just got at work today. It certainly seems like things are at a halt. This past year, churches have been closed down. Infighting between churches, how to navigate COVID, friends and family getting sick. It just seems all so overwhelming. This feeling isn't new. Our passage today presents to us some devastating activities going on with Jesus and his disciples. And yet, praise God, this passage does indeed confirm that God was at work then and he is at work today. I want to encourage you that God is at work and he desires to work in your life and my life. Let's get started. Mark chapter 4 and verse 1 says this. Again, he began to teach beside the sea and a very large crowd gathered about him so that he got into a boat and sat on the sea. And the whole crowd was beside the sea on the land. And he was teaching them many things in parables. And in his teaching, he said to them, Listen, behold, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured it. Others' seed fell on the rocky ground, where it did not have much soil. And immediately it sprang up, since it had no depth of soil. And when the sun arose, it scorched. It was scorched. And since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no grain. And other seeds fell on good soil, and it produces grain growing and increasing and yielding 30-fold, 60-fold, and a 100-fold. And he said, He who has ears, let him hear. And so in this passage, let's just start with the bad news. Let's get the bad news out of the way. The enemy is certainly at work in this passage and in the context of this passage. Seems like everywhere Jesus went, things got worse for him and his disciples. So, for example, in chapter 2, he heals a man and then he gets called a blasphemer. He saves Levi or Matthew and then gets ridiculed for eating with sinners and tax collectors. Heals a man on the Sabbath and the religious leaders are so beyond angry that they want to kill him. And then to top it all off, last week in chapter 3, we learned that Jesus was accused of working hand in glove with the enemy. Not sure about you, but if I was his one of his disciples there, I'd certainly feel like throwing in the towel at this point that that would be the only option. But Jesus teaches us in chapter 4 of Mark what really is going on here. We see that there's an enemy at work. Jesus explains this parable later on. And he explains how the seed is a picture of God's word. 
and that there are three negative responses. And so as the sower went to seed, he, um, he, he would go along the path. And then the birds would come and they would devour and they would snatch it right away. And Jesus says in verse 15, that's like someone who hears the gospel, hears the word, thinks it's fantastic, but then right away, Satan snatches it away by distraction or whatever he uses. Then the rocky ground. Since there was hardly any soil when the sun came up, it just withered away. Jesus describes in verse 17, these are people who receive God's word with joy. They're so excited about this gospel message. And yet when persecution comes because of the word, they immediately fall away. You see, the word of God uh, never really took root in their hearts. They just got caught up in the excitement. Just like we learned last week as the fans got super excited for Jesus, but not really following him. Or the thorny ground. Thorns grew up and choked the seed, yielding no grain. This time, it's not because of bad times that people abandon their professed faith. But they hear the word, they think it's exciting, and then they go on to other things. The cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, the desires for other things choke the word. And it proves to be unfaithful. The word of God is not unfaithful, but the person that is responding to God's word is unfaithful. See what Jesus is doing is he's taking the entire context of the last couple chapters and saying, this is so much more than just a few religious leaders getting upset with me. The enemy is at work. And today... Christian, the enemy is at work. And so we must have God's solutions from God's word. Is God at work? Yes, he is. Our passage says, shows us two significant ways God is at work. First of all, God is at work in judgment. You might say, this isn't good news, but just hold on with me just just for a couple minutes. Verse 12 teaches us that he's teaching in parables for a specific reason. He's hiding, he's concealing his message to some because lest they hear and be forgiven. You see, there were people who were determined not to believe in Jesus' mission, such as the scribes. So Jesus hid his message in parables. You see, this is really important because God's word is so powerful. It causes God's children to bear fruit like a garden for all your neighbors and your friends to admire. Only this time when they see the fruit coming in this garden, growing in this garden, they don't look to you. But scripture says rather as they see your good works, they glorify God. So what Jesus is saying in verse 12 is 
he doesn't want these this great crowd, these scribes, to just follow Jesus, to get caught up in the excitement, to be fans of Jesus. Fans are so fragile, but rather followers of Jesus. Or in this case, to actually hear the word of God and respond. Jesus only reveals his message to those who desire to do God's will, as we learned last week. But God is not just working in judgment. He is working to produce fruit in you and I. If you have trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior, God desires to produce fruit. The image is so vivid. You see, in the book of Isaiah in chapter 5, we learn that, that God's people were, were, were described with evil behavior, and he describes it as producing bad fruit or wild grapes. So when the Son of God comes to earth, he says to his disciples, Look, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you abide in me, you will bear much fruit. This is both a command and a promise. As we abide, as we enjoy Christ, walk with intimacy with our Lord Jesus Christ, he will produce fruit in your life. That is a promise. You can take that to the bank. Getting back to our passage, verse 8 makes it very clear what our role is in all of this. He who has ears, let him hear. You see, we started this episode by, by being honest that this season of life is extremely difficult and discouraging for many of us. When we listen to the news, we get discouraged. When we see loved ones get sick, we're discouraged. When we argue with friends, we're frustrated. All these things bring us down. But Jesus is saying something significant here. If we're willing to listen to God's word, he will produce fruit in us, beauty in us, moral beauty in us. You see, God's word, as we read it, is not a check list that we mark off each day that we read and congratulate ourselves. No, God's word is the story of God's redeeming love for his people. And the more that we open our hearts to God's word, the more fruit he can produce in us. Yes, there's plenty to be discouraged about in 2021. But let me encourage you, God has a book. This book will take you on a journey to discover Jesus and his mission to take sinners like you and me, save them and transform them into fruit-bearing disciples.